you tell me you're a visitor here and you're surprised at the number of beggars in Jerusalem. Well, they tell me there are more beggars in Jerusalem than in any other town in Israel and even in other places in the world. Well, I don't know. I've never been anywhere else. But certainly there are a great number of beggars. You know, we supply a demand. People like to give money. It makes them feel good. You think, of course, that the people who have the most money would be the big givers. Oh, no way. It's the poor people. They're the ones who usually give us something. You think many blessings, much giving. No, no way, no way. You know, I suppose people say we provide a bit of local colour. People like you, the tourists, you like us. Well, mind you, when you look around at the bunch around here, we don't add much colour. They don't like us, of course. Caiaphas, Herod, and Antipas, Pilate, they all try to get rid of us. They don't like us cluttering up the precincts here of the temple. They round us up. They dump us outside the city. But we creep back in again. It's all a big game. People say, of course, we should work. Make them work. Well, I think that's a good idea. But you tell me where a man with no legs and not able to read and write can get work. I don't know. I've always managed without my legs. But there were a few occasions when I wished I could read. There's one time I think about it a lot. You've heard of Jesus of Nazareth, the carpenter. I met him. He used to come here to Jerusalem for all the big feasts. Oh, this is quite a, a few years ago now. Bad thing what they did to Jesus of Nazareth. His crucifixion. That was terrible. But you know, he came and he sat there on that stone just over there, just as near as you are to me. It's probably 10 or 12 years ago now. But I remember it. I remember it as if it was just like yesterday. You know, he was a remarkable man. Strange sort of kinship he and I had. Well, as far as I was concerned, I could see things we had in common. He had no money. I don't have any money. He didn't seem to have any possessions. The other thing, of course, he wasn't fooled by people. He knew people. He had that knowledge as to what people were like. They didn't fool him. 
The difference was, of course, he loved them all. I hate them all. But he knew them. I have sat here at this gate, outside the temple. I've been here probably 50 odd years. Most people, I think, are not worth tuppence. Oh, I'm not twisted. I'm not twisted because I haven't any legs. No, it's because I observe people. As you sit here, and once you've been here for a few years, people don't notice you. You become part of the scenery, just like that tree over there. And they, they come and they talk and they just say things as if you're not there. They hurt each other. They rush about. They think they're clever. And I hear things. You know, the beggars in Israel, we have a grape, a great grapevine. Anything that happens anywhere, within a few days we know about it. I, I could have told you when the carpenter was baptised by his cousin John. John was a strange man, a wild man, lived in the desert. But he baptised the carpenter. I could have told you the next day about the miracle, his first miracle that he did at the, the wedding in Cana of Galilee and the feeding of the 5,000. He was a remarkable man. The authorities didn't like him. The, the, the common people, they loved him. He spoke their language. But the Pharisees, oh, he was hard on the Pharisees. And he had good cause to be. I could have told you the day the Pharisees decided that they had to stop him. And after that, every time the carpenter spoke, there was somebody from the authority in the crowd waiting, listening, to try and trip him up, asking him questions. I knew some of these. They come in and out of that gate every day. Well, as I, as I was saying, what was it? Oh yes, about writing. I couldn't write and I couldn't read. The carpenter was sitting over there and there were a crowd of people. It was a sunny morning. They were listening to what he had to say. And then suddenly there was a commotion outside the crowd. And some of those Pharisees I was telling you about, they came and they were dragging and pushing and shoving a woman in front of them. They threw her down on the ground in front of Jesus. I knew the woman. She was well known around the town. She'd left her husband. 
She was living with another man. And they threw her down. And they said, this woman caused in adultery. You know what Moses says. She should be stoned. What do you say? There was silence. Jesus stood up and he looked at them. And he bent down and he wrote in the sand, in the dust, with his finger. They screamed and shouted. He had ignored them. They shouted. She should be stoned. What do you say? The crowd murmured. You know, a crowd can become a mob very quickly. He stood up. He looked at them, and he bent down, and he said, He that is without sin amongst you, let him cast the first stone. And he started to rise again in the dust with his finger. You could have heard yourself breathing. I remember a donkey brayed out on the hillside. A couple of little sparrows were twittering in that tree over there. Apart from that there was complete silence. The woman was sobbing on the ground. And then there was a rustling and the oldest Pharisee, Eliezer, he shuffled in embarrassment, gathered up his cloak and pushed his way through the crowd. The crowd closed behind him. He went through that gate over there back into the temple. And then I looked then another and another until they all had disappeared back into the temple. The woman was left on the ground sobbing. Jesus stood up and the look in his eyes was so different from that look he had had when he spoke to the Pharisees. Now his eyes were full of love. He looked at the woman. She was terrified. She didn't know what was going to happen. But he said, Where are your accusers? She there are none. No stones? No. No accusers? No. then he looked at her and he said neither do I condemn you but go 
sin no more. And she got up. She wiped the tears from her face. And she went out through the crowd. I looked at the ground. The disciples came closer to Jesus. And they walked on what he had written. And if I had known how to read, I could have told you today what he had done. That was the time I wished I could read.